Hi, Mamas. Or Mamas to be. I'm Kayla. And I'm Tara. And welcome, welcome to, to Motherhood, Motherhood Leaked. We're two first time mums leaking unfiltered tales of motherhood. Being there, getting there, and possibly getting lost along the way. Let's, Let's chat. chat. May contain swearing. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Motherhood Leaked. Hi, Kayla. Hi, Tara. How are you this week? <laughs> just laughing because we just took a big breath, and before we started, like, ah. Oh. <laughs> we did. Um, I'm doing good. I went to a women's circle. Um, Oh, a couple of nights ago, which is all on like the new moon and manifesting. And it was like actually a very small, intimate circle. There's like four of us. Oh, um, wow. But it went, it was meant to go from like six till nine and it went from six till like midnight. It was like, Jesus, yeah, or 11 so oh because we all just got God. so like talking and, and yeah, it was very late, but um, I did in my manifestation actually put out that Elliot was going to sleep past 6.30. Oh. I must say I did say 7.30. Yeah. He didn't sleep till 7.30, but he did sleep till basically 7 o'clock. So I'm going to oh. take that as a win. Take that as a win. Because that means that I did get like about six hours sleep, which is great when you're a mum. Uh, I'm going to bed at midnight. Like yes, that's I my felt... worst nightmare now. I'm just like, oh my God, I need to be in bed yeah, by 8.30. I'm in this weird cycle at the moment where um, Troy and I are going to bed really late and really? somehow functioning. Um, yeah, don't know why. Is it because you're connecting more, like yeah, possibly using that time to like yeah, you know. we're either like connecting together. Like last night, we had a bonfire out the front. Not that looks so nice. It was a perfect night for a fire because it was crisp. It was, cool. it was really yeah. good, and the sky was beautiful. Yeah, it was so nice. So we had it with Elliot when he was awake, but when we put him to bed, and then we just like spent some time together out there. So that was really nice. I and did message Kayla. I'm like, how did you keep Elliot away from the fire? <laughs> yeah, well, interestingly enough, he wasn't. Knew yeah, it was hot. <laughs> he knew it was hot. Like, yeah. and we just we involved him in making it and like doing all that. So he wasn't overly like, I can't have it, but. What he did really want was the lighter, and that was kind of annoying because <laughs> yeah. he just wanted to run it with, run around with the lighter. Yeah. But anyway, overall, it's been yeah a great week. How about you? I've What's had happening? A good week. What is happening? Oh, you can't even remember. My weeks are just like all, all merging now. Yeah, all merging. So um, I've got an ECV today. Yes. I think last week's podcast I spoke about the breech yep. baby. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I'm getting trying to get the baby turned. Well, if, we are sending all our good vibes to you and the baby. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, and I'm, but I'm excited today because we're talking to a friend of mine. I just um, attempted to bring them all on the show. Yeah, I think we both do. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm talking to, we're talking to Alicia from CSUN uh, about being a business mama and also her um, journey for like fertility mm-hmm. um, and how she struggled with infertility before she had her beautiful daughter, Amelia. So I'm ready to get into the episode. Kayla, what about you? I'm very ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> If you're based on the Gold Coast, Bump Southport offers a community for all women. Whether you're returning to or starting your fitness journey, Bump has something for you. Particularly if you're pregnant or postpartum. And Tara, should we mention that you can have a shower after a class and even wash your hair while your kid is in the creche? And Kayla, don't worry about a towel because they supply them, as well as tea and coffee, and you can drink it while it's hot. I know, this sounds all too good to be true, but head on over to Bump Southport and check them out for yourself. So hi everyone. As mentioned today, we are talking to Alicia from CSUN. Hi Alicia, how are you going? Very good. How are you? I am great. It's lovely to have you here and lovely to um, get to have this chat because Tara's been telling me all about your amazing products and just yourself. And I know you were saying before we jumped on that you are a little bit nervous today about speaking for yourself. So <laughs> we're hoping that we can give you the space to, yeah, hype yourself up because your That's products it. look amazing and behind every good product is an amazing creator. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess we should begin by getting to know a little bit about you and your business, CSUN, before we dive into the motherhood aspect of it all yeah sure so um my name's alicia i am a mum to a one-year-old and i also am the founder of csun australia which is an australian skincare brand um 
We create simple and effective skincare, which is Australian made, vegan and cruelty free. And we have sustainable packaging to help reduce our environmental impact. And I think Seaside Australia is all about um, effortless beauty, like self-care and self-love. I love that. Every mother needs that. (laughs) And I recently, I noticed that you had like a whole new collection of items in. Um, so can you let us know like where you started from with CSUN? Because you only, I know you started with like a few little products and like how you've grown, my God, so quickly. Yeah, sure. So I actually, um, before starting CSUN Australia, I worked in a corporate environment for 12 years and I was super stressed and burnt out 24-7. So I knew it was time for a life reset. Mm-hmm. Um, I had applied for hundreds of jobs and I couldn't even get one interview. So I was like, fuck oh. it, I'm going to start my own brand. And I spent my last $10,000 and launched CSUN Australia from my spare bedroom in Melbourne. Um, And, yeah, it's all about self-care and self-love because that was something that I wasn't really doing for myself when I was working in corporate. That's amazing. So was this then before your daughter came along? Yes, it was before um, Amelia was born. So I had actually... um, it was probably one year before she was born. I started CSUN Australia and, um, yeah, when she came along, I guess my business went through a bit of a rebirth as well and we rebranded and we launched um, quite a few new products which have been really, really popular. I love that. Had you always been interested in the beauty, like, world? Um, I was always really interested in um like self-care and skincare, I guess. It was something that my parents had always taught me from a young age to take care of my skin and take care of myself. So it was something that I was, yeah, kind of grew up with. Yeah. And so how many products do you have now? Like I know you've launched, literally Um, just launched three or four new ones. Is that right? Can you tell us exactly what the products are too? So like you're saying saying it's about self-care and skincare, but what exactly can I get my hands on to help me? (laughs) (laughs) So we've got a purifying enzyme gel cleanser, uh, brightening vitamin C serum. We've got the hydrating self-tanning drops, which is our number one seller. Yeah, it they is... look really good. We, I, was, we would look, I was looking at those before I was showing Kayla those. I need that. <laughs> I need that. Oh. Yeah, all that if you want like a natural tan without going out and just like exposing yourself to the UV rays. Yeah. Um, and then we've got like face rollers as well, which is like ultra relaxing, really good for like lymphatic drainage. And we have also got a few other products in the pipelines. Amazing. <laughs> oh, I love that. Where do you start with something like that? Like mm. it's, it seems I'm like I can't even wrap my head around it. I mean, I know I'm pregnant, brain is not working. But like just wrapping your head around that and being like, no, I'm going to create these products. Like where, where how did you just like, what was your first steps? Um, did you just so have to do a lot of research? Step- Yes, I did so much research and planning. I'm a huge believer on manifesting, goal setting and vision boards. So I, yeah, lots of research planning and then obviously like goal setting, vision boards. Um, I remember actually having a, my first vision board. I had Vanity Fair and Vogue on there. So that's where I wanted my brand to be seen. Yeah. And then I think about six months after launching, I got an email from Vanity Fair and I was like, is this, oh am God, I getting this is, like, is this a prank? And then um, I remember going on LinkedIn searching up the journalist to see if she really did work for Vanity Fair and then I called Vanity Fair head office and was like telling them the story and that no no it's real like this is happening and I was oh like my god. Oh, oh my gosh and then I was in Vanity Fair for four months um after wow. the first 
So that was huge. I'm like, I put that down to like putting it out to the universe and Mm -hmm. really being open to new things. Totally. That is incredible. So you are a vision boarder, which is great. And I think, um, you know, anyone that's in that realm knows how powerful it can be. So you put it all on your vision board, you put it out there. I can just, I'm trying to like try to wrap my head around, like you've got this idea to go to like to make your own skincare brand. And I, I'm sure trying to make one that is all of what yours is encompassing yeah. about being, you know, more natural and vegan. Not, non-cruelty, vegan, all that. It would be a hurdle to overcome um, for many reasons. So yeah, can you tell us about what it was like sort of getting that idea from the point of being a image in your mind onto the vision board and then some actual steps in that process to make that product come to life? Yeah, so I had to sample a lot of products from a few different manufacturers. I remember ringing up manufacturers and telling them my idea and then them just being pretty much saying, like, no, like that's that's pretty much like stupid, a stupid idea. We can't do that. We can't help you. We're only going to help you if you spend a million dollars with us. And I was like, wow, like, is this really not going to work for me? And then I was like, just keep pushing and pushing and I was like if they're not going to work with me I'm going to find someone else that will and eventually I found a manufacturer um, in Australia and I was like I wanted everything to be Australian made anyway and Mm -hmm. with Australian organic ingredients so this was perfect and yeah that's really cool I love your mindset around that too you weren't like taken back by the obstacle of like oh this is never going to happen I don't have enough money and I can't find a supply you're just like no I'm putting it out there that I'm going to find exactly the one that suits my budget and is in Australia I love that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I feel like it's a roller coaster with business. Um, the answer is always going to be no unless you ask someone. Like you just got to keep yeah. going until you get the right answer. And obviously they say like the first 12 months is the hardest part of any business. Like that's, you know, make and or like break. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. And that's what I was going to say. You've had a business for 12 months and then you fall pregnant. So you've got Amelia. How did your business change when you fell pregnant? I guess... Um, Well, I had a really, like, once I did get pregnant, it was a really smooth pregnancy. Like, I absolutely loved it. And I think it was the first time that I ever felt like my body was beautiful and I felt Mm. so grateful for everything that it could do. Um, So I think I was just like, you know what, if something isn't going to go right today, I'm just going to surrender to what it's not going to happen today, it's going to happen another day. Yeah. Um, I think just not putting as much pressure on myself um, really helped. but. When I w- was pregnant with Amelia, I guess that's when I, my business, Season Australia, was going through a rebirth itself with all new branding, the launching of new products and things like that. Um, so that was kind of like a journey when I was pregnant and the pregnancy journey, if that makes sense. Isn't that interesting that, like, yeah, as you're growing a human and creating a human and then your human is birthed, <laughs> you're going through the same process in your business? I like to think of that. That's literally like I feel like our ideas are a bit like that where we birth our ideas literally when we bring something to fruition from our thoughts. So that's really cool. Can you tell us a bit about um, your fertility journey? Cause you were saying that your pregnancy was quite easy um, in, in, for you, like you found it easy, but what about your fertility journey with Amelia? So it wasn't as easy as like, and, and, and as enjoyable as being pregnant with Amelia. So I actually went through five rounds of IVF to become pregnant with Amelia. And that's because when I was in my early 20s, I was diagnosed with endometriosis and I had so many operations. Um, and in two of those operations, they actually removed my fallopian tubes, which meant there was no way on earth that I could ever have a natural pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went through IVF when I was 
for the first four times when I was in a really stressful um, working environment, I was just like working nonstop and I wasn't putting myself first um, and I didn't take any breaks. So I knew that when I was going to try that fifth time to have a baby, it was going to be when I was actually like in a really good space mm-hmm. um, and when I was taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went through a different fertility doctor who is absolutely amazing, Dr. Lynn Burmeister. Mm-hmm. She said to me that she's going to do everything she can to get me pregnant and and we did. And I remember it was one, um, we had one embryo um, out of the everything yeah. and they rang me on the day that they were meant to like insert it back into me and they said, look, we don't actually think this embryo is going to work. Um, do you want to disregard this one and we'll try another round next time? And I said, no, I want to go through with it because it might be that one chance that I do get pregnant. And it was. Wow. And that's my baby. And you knew, like it was you. I just knew, I'm just like, no, I'm not going to just let this go to waste. Like I don't care how much more money I have to pay. Like I am going to put this embryo back into me because I believe that that's my baby. And it was. Amazing. You sound very like uh, like touched, uh, tapped in and attuned to your intuition and whether that's in business or in those moments in motherhood, that's really beautiful. Have you been able to use that part of yourself to overcome challenges in your business or what has been one of the hardest challenges you've faced in running a business and being a mother? Um, I think one of the hardest challenges is, um, I was trying to think, um, I know there's new like challenges every day. Like I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly outside my comfort zone. Um, I guess as a small business owner, a really big challenge is um, finance, like lack of money. There's so many things I would love to do to get yeah. my brand out there and get more awareness, but I literally just don't have the funds to at the moment because I'm just a small business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much time, like with even when, like say before you were even pregnant with Amelia when you were starting CSUN, how much time did you put in the business? Like were you doing that full time or was it like a bit of a um, part-time thing? No, I was doing it full time. Um, so I was working before I had Amelia and when I was pregnant with her, I yeah. was you know, 12 hours a day just working um, in my business, like wow. just doing different parts of the business. Yeah. Um, and then when I had Amelia, I was still working, but it wasn't as much because yeah. I knew that, like, I'm not going to get this time back with her. Like, mm. I really need to just take a step back. Um, so I think it comes down to being organised um, and also support is a huge one for me. So my mum supports me. Um, she goes to daycare two days a week and my mother-in-law has her one day a week. Yeah. Um, so I think just knowing to ask for help when I really do need it um, and also surrendering to like, you know, if something doesn't work, it's okay. Yeah. And learning to like just really enjoy being with her. Like sometimes I'm just like it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon and she's having her nap. I'm actually just going to sit with her and hold her while she has her sleep because I'm not going to – she might not want me to hold her when she's 10 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so That's I'm really beautiful. Really... That's really beautiful yeah. that you can surrender to it in that way. And and do you think it has a lot to do with your fertility journey that's helped you have that perspective on motherhood? Yeah, I think so. Mm. I think so. How long because- – when with the fertility journey, how long were you like? I know I don't know how IVF works exactly, but how long were you like? Did you get IVF for? Like, was it a it was year tough. over years? Um, it was over years. So before yeah. we even went through the IVF down that road, um, we had tried other 
you know, avenues like acupuncture and all that. So we spent a few years just thinking, oh, you know, it might just happen naturally for us. Yeah. And before I knew it, my clock was, well, I felt like my clock was ticking and I felt like a lot of pressure on myself, but it was definitely over a few years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I, and I you do get to that point where you feel a lot of pressure and like, I know we're, we're similar ages, obviously, went to school together. <laughs> um, but you do, like, you feel a lot of pressure, like, oh my God, my clock is ticking and why am I not falling pregnant? And like, you know, touch wood, I was very lucky. Mm. Um, I can't even imagine like what you went through, you know, and then to have this beautiful baby girl come into your life, it must have been yeah. pretty amazing. Oh, it was. And I still look at her and I'm like, I can't believe I'm a mum. Like, is this really, is this real? Like, is yeah. this happening? Mm. Yeah. How did you, like, what did you use to get through that too? Like, I guess, you know, for other people who are listening and going through that now or in the thick of it, mm. um, is there any advice you could give people? Um. Because it's obviously inexpensive and, you know, it takes a toll, like, emotionally. Yeah, emotionally. My God, like. Yeah. I think just knowing that if you do need support or you do want to talk about it, um, you're not alone. Like, there are so many people that have also gone through this and, you know, just to ask for help or just chat with someone that you love and that you trust. Um, yeah. And be kind to yourself. I think that's really important. Absolutely, God. Which is, again, a nice thing that you have this beautiful range of skincare that everyone can just give themselves a bit of love each day. Yeah. <laughs> um, how did your birth, I'm interested, to, how did your birth story go? Like, are you? Yeah, so I actually love a birth story. Yeah, so I, um, I don't know if it's like too gruesome. I don't think it's gruesome or anything. It was actually, okay. I had a really beautiful experience. So apart from like leading up to it. So um, at thir- they said I had placenta privia, which mm-hmm. meant that my placenta was over, like, the opening, yeah. I guess, where the baby would come out. And they said um, I was at the petrol station. I had just been for a scan at the hospital and I was driving home and I had, like, zero kilometres left. And I was like, damn it, I need to go and stop and get fuel. So I stopped and got fuel and I thought that my waters were breaking. I didn't know what it was, but it was actually blood. And it was just blood everywhere at the petrol station. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have to go home. Like, what's happening? My, my waters have broken. Um, and my husband was at work. So I called him. I'm like, my waters have broken. We've got to go to the hospital. So I waited for him to get home from work. And then we went there. And it wasn't my waters. It was just because I had placenta privia. And they right. ended up putting me, that was at 35 weeks. So they put me on bed rest in hospital until, I think, for two weeks. Oh, wow. And then they delivered her, um, you know, a couple of a couple of weeks earlier. But yeah. I had a section in the end just because that yeah. was the safest option. But we all have this, you know, ideal, like, birth mm. plan, like what we want to happen. At the end of the day, like, it wasn't – I didn't want a cesarean, but I just had to, like, be like, as long as she gets here safely. Mm. Like, that was my main priority. Like, I just wanted her to come into this world safe and yeah. um, be surrounded by love. And that's that's what happened. So yeah, that's beautiful. And how did you feel after asking for a friend, aka myself? Um, just because we've recently spoken on the podcast how my birth plan and journey has changed given the fact the babies flipped the wrong way around. Mm. Um, and so I've like always had this bit of a fear of having a C-section as well and the surgery. And um, how did you go through that? Like how was your C-section experience? Um, I think it was just such a blur for me, like having <laughs> a baby here. But yeah. um, recovery-wise, um, yeah, it was fine. I yeah. was completely fine. I just, you know, they say to do bed rest and things like that, and I just took the listen to what they told me to do, and yeah, it worked perfectly. Yeah, but, yeah, and I will yeah. say 
from my experience, Tara, of having a cesarean, it's very much because uh, I know you, Tara, I know you well, and I know <laughs> that you're forward thinking how we're going to do this with a toddler if that is the outcome. Yeah. And while bed rest is super important and it is very important to listen to your body and not overdo it, because there was definitely times where I overdid it. Um, it's also my obstetrician was saying to me how um, important it is to actually get some movement in. Yeah. So like knowing that you're not just not going to be literally having to be in bed for six yeah. weeks. Like I was back driving at three weeks yeah. because I had function and I had no pain and all this stuff. So it's like, it's well, it's this perfect balance of, you know, in a, in a lot of ways your newborn forces you to rest, Yeah, you know, because you have to sit like to breastfeed and like, yeah. and you know, you were going to be imagine, managing that anyway with the toddler. Yeah. So yeah, just wanted to send that out to you to know you're, you're going to be okay. Yes. No, thank you. Okay. I was going for like little walks. Like I just mm-hmm. walked to the end of the street and back Same. a couple yeah. of times a day, you know, yeah. just to get moving. Um, mm. But I wasn't like doing any like, yeah, yeah heavy. Nothing in test. Yeah. <laughs> nothing in test. I wasn't no. doing the difference. <laughs> yeah, which is good. You should be. No, no new mum should be regardless of it. <laughs> My mum's here. I'm happy not to <laughs> yeah. um, So which, what do you think is like besides like with the, the cash flow and everything Mm. um is there anything else that you would say like you know someone who is thinking about starting a business especially a beauty like a brand like that to me like i said it keeps blowing my mind that you've you know dived in and got all these amazing products Mm. um do you have any advice that you would give you know someone else who wants to look at starting their own product or little small business business? yeah um i shouldn't say little because your business is going to be big that's what we're already it It looks amazing (laughs) Um, I think my advice would be to um, just start. I feel like a lot of people put so much pressure on themselves to make it perfect before you start. But I remember like I was looking back at my old, my first ever website. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed by that. But (laughs) I saw you post that the other week, actually. (laughs) I was like, I I think the main thing is to start. Um, And if, the other thing I would probably would do differently is outsource from the beginning um, anything that I'm not good at. So oh, yeah. whether that's like I'm terrible at taking photos, so I outsource all product photography and all photo shoots or yeah. like graphic design, I, I outsource that. So anything that is not your strong points, if you can financially afford it at the start of your business, then I would outsource it. I actually love that you brought that up because um, my husband and I have been having this conversation about our business um, and how upon I was literally thinking I was driving as I was driving here to do this podcast today how I wish we had done this from the start because like you um were saying about photography like I actually do like taking a good photo Mm -hmm. and I can take a good photo but do I like taking a photo of four-wheel drive products that my husband makes hell no and I had this realization on the weekend when we, we just got some new products that he's made and we're trying to like get the camera settings right and I was like no I'm not doing this and then I just got so frustrated with it and I ended up saying to him like oh, like we shouldn't be doing this anymore. Like we're at a point where we need to just not do the things that we don't enjoy in our business because it takes the fun away from it. So I think it's even like at the start, you can be like, oh, you're trying to save every dollar, like but you've got to almost let it go and go, Mm. okay, this is going to be good because I'm going to get quality photos and I'm going to get more energy out of myself into the things that I'm good at. So Is that old saying sometimes though, isn't it? You've got to spend money to make money. Oh, totally. And that's where we're at. And the beautiful thing was my husband came to me this morning and he said, oh, this guy reached out to us who is just a customer of ours who takes really good photos. And Troy actually messaged him and said, because he's in Brisbane, we're on the coast. He said, like, do you want a job? we got some products to do. I'm like, yes, Troy, yes. I can't wait to not have to do Took your this. advice. Yes, he took yeah, advice. So energy doing other things in the business, which yeah. you're really passionate about to grow. grow totally. Yeah. yeah. What's Love your favourite part about mm. running a small business or running your business, like your business in particular? 
I'm just knowing that I can help so many people and how like the products are absolutely, I think, the best. Um, And, you know, the importance of self-care and self-love and just bringing that to somebody else I think is, yeah, really special. Can I ask how you um, mentally deal with, or if if this is even a thing for you, deal with um, that feeling that comes up for a lot of people I know even in our business it happens but I know it's just for most people that feeling of like oh there's already somebody else doing it because beauty and skincare there's a lot of products out there so that could be something that would block you straight away from even stepping into something you enjoy if you're constantly thinking like oh there's already someone doing it how do you overcome that feeling or thought or do you even feel like that at all yeah no um I do get sometimes I find myself doing that but I have to like stop doing that because you can't compare yourself to somebody else like you know you've got to find what your unique proposition is Mm -hmm. and why what you can bring what value you can bring to a customer so I think it's really important to not compare yourself to other people Mm -hmm. um and I think it's great to have competitors because you know like it'd be boring if you were just doing it yourself like I don't I know. Like, as you get older, too, you don't as compare yourself as much. Like you, not saying that we're old because we're still pretty young, yeah. you know, but you do. Like in, I think in your 20s you really are about that comparison and like it puts mm. a lot of fear in you, whereas you kind of get to 30 and like a bit older and you stop, you just drop the comparison. You're like, oh, well, well like, if yeah. you believe in your business, you believe in your product, then it's totally. like why not yeah. put it out there? And I think it's important to stay in your own lane, like not mm. compare yourself to somebody. Um, yeah. yeah, I just... Definitely. I always like to think as well of like um, there's never like there's never too many of something because everyone is always bringing something slightly different to the table, whether it's the way they make it, why they're doing it. And everyone always, you can't please everyone and everyone always is looking for something different. Like we all use a different shampoo and conditioner. We all use, like not all of us, but like (laughs) we all have different likes and dislikes. So whatever your little important part is for starting, somebody will resonate with that. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's really important. Yeah, what do definitely. you use as your, cause I, I was saying to Kayla when I was looking through your Instagram, like I just love your aesthetic, like it's beautiful, like the way you've come full circle, like it's really lovely. And I know that you say you outsource the photos and stuff, but what inspiration do you kind of use going into that to create the vision that you have for CSUN? Um, so I know that obviously like um, I want it to be like simple, um, minimalist, um, I love the beach and yeah. summer. So I wanted that, you know, kind of mood with it. Um, I want it just to be calm. So I think it's just, yeah, I, there's a few things that I have like on the brand style guide that if I was to give it to one photographer and a videographer, they could read it and know exactly what my aesthetic would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that. That is good. I love it. No, people should check out your page because it is beautiful. Definitely. Yeah. I was saying to Caleb before, and I'm like, it's just such really nice i can't even speak today i'm so Tara's sorry very very heavily pregnant and <laughs> needs to we're getting to the end of it okay my like i'm losing my mind which is She's why doing i have to, so well to be here with us yes i am should we okay. get to our final three questions absolutely so I can like you to... tell us what oh, your, actually what? i have can i ask one question before mm-hmm. i ask the final three questions is what's the top selling product at oh, season yes. it's definitely the hydrating self-tanning drops because everyone wants to be you know tanned and natural and that bronze glow and it's also infused with skincare at the same time so yeah it's really can you use them when you're pregnant yes yeah you can use them when you're pregnant and also breastfeeding oh amazing how good is that i'm definitely um in need of those i'm actually really excited i saw that you released um brow pencils 
Um, so I, cause I draw my eyebrows on every day in case people didn't notice. Cause they're amazing. <laughs> I need to draw <laughs> Sometimes they're darker than other days, but I saw those and I'm like, oh, I'm going to give those a go. Cause I reckon they'll be good. Yeah, they are. <laughs> bit better about myself <laughs> oh isn't it funny how like you do your eyebrows and your eyelashes and you feel like you're alive for the day oh my god if you don't you're like oh my god yeah i don't even have dead. eyebrows without drawing them off yeah like, well, i did get I? mine done a couple of weeks ago but they just faded out again so <laughs> trying to fit myself the pencil so we'll go into our three questions which um our first one is what's your favorite thing we're flipping from business now to motherhood what's your favorite thing about motherhood um i think just I've never loved someone as much as I love her, like straight away. Mm. And just watching her grow every single day, I'm like, wow, like you're just learning so many new things and it's just, it blows my mind. So I think just watching her learn and grow and yeah. Yeah. So she's one. She, how, when did she turn one? She turned one and eight. Yeah. 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 Wow. Such a good age. I love this age. Oh, it is. And I know it's a bit of a downer, but <laughs> what what is your least favourite or the hardest thing you find about motherhood? Um, lack of sleep. Mm. Like, I didn't realize how like important sleep was until I yeah. became a mum. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've said that so many times, isn't it? Funny? You just don't even realize yeah. the quality of sleep you're getting until you become a mum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the lack of sleep that's been really hard for me. Mm. Yeah. Is Amelia a good sleeper now, or do you still? No. Yeah. No. She, <laughs> she sleeps like a real baby. That's it. <laughs> Um, and do you have any hacks to help you with the sleep or just in general as a mum, what's your best mum hack that you can share with us? Anything that just helps make motherhood that bit easier? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's much of a hack, but I um, prep all of her food. So it just kind <laughs> of saves time. So yeah, and because she's pretty fussy as well. Like she won't buy like the um, eat the pre-made stuff from the shop. I have to like hand make like meat patties and like little mini kitchen. <laughs> Like all her vegetables and everything. So um, I prep everything um, yeah. in like just a couple of hours each week just doing that and freezing it. Love so that that. You're good. So many people do say that and Kayla and I laugh every time they yeah. do because we're like, we should do that. Now that I'm having my second, I'm like. I'm really interested to see if we ref- like come down, you know, a few more months from now and you're like, Kayla, I'm here. Prepping I'm prepping my food. my food. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see. <laughs> and I guess in terms, just flipping back to your um, your business baby, what's next for CSUN? I'm hoping global. So yeah. season Australia is going to be global. I want it to be available for everyone around the world um, and just available in stores so they can just walk into a shop and grab it. Absolutely. Well, we're sending all of the positive vibes for the, to make that happen, Thanks. but I'm more than sure that you will because you've just been sharing such an inspiring story of how you had that vision and it already came to life. So, And where yeah. can everyone find you? I'll put them every, obviously everything in the show notes like I normally do, but give yourself a shout out. Oh, <laughs> Come on, I know you love it. <laughs> um, so seasonaustralia.com is where you can buy all of our products and you can see us on Instagram as well, Season Australia. Perfect. Great. Well, so nice to speak to you today. Thank yes. you for your time. I know you're a busy woman. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're glad you had fun because we know you were feeling a bit nervous at the start. So yeah. we're so glad that you joined us. Thank you. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, Alicia. Bye. Bye. Bye.